Welcome to another episode of Outstanding Life Podcast with me, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy in the house today. For the very first time, I am doing my call-in, so I am not up close and personal with Mr. J.C. Unger. I am on the phone with him. J.C., what's up, buddy? Oh, it's a beautiful day here in Florida. I know. You know, I was just thinking this morning that usually it is wintertime when I call you and say, JC, what's the weather like? And you're like, I'm not going to tell you it's 80 degrees. <laughs> but today I woke up and it was like 69, 70 degrees. It was beautiful today here in Michigan. What's it like yep. there in Florida? Um, it's uh, It gets oppressively hot at this time of year, actually. It gets very humid, very, very warm. So when I got an outside gig today, I'm playing outside at the Thunderbird and uh, for four hours, and by the time that gig is done, I am ready to go <laughs> into a nice air-conditioned restaurant. I <laughs> love that Thunderbird. I mean, I've, I've watched yes. you play there several times and had friends out there watching you play yeah. the Thunderbird. The beach at, there at St. Petersburg is just so beautiful. That It has a vibe. Yeah, yeah it has a vibe. It really does. So, so all of you that are, that are listening right now, JC Unger has produced every single one of my CDs, two of them in which have been Grammy considered, including the 2019 61 Grammys. Is that right, JC? Yes, sir. Yep. For yep. spoken yep. word. I mean, how, this yep. is amazing. We have known each other about what, 18, 19 years. Yes. And you've produced every single one of my CDs. Well, you didn't know any better. So, you know, I can, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> like, I, you know, how did you get into the business of performing? I mean, you play every single instrument. <laughs> how did you ever get, like, involved in music? I, I don't play every instrument, but when I was a little kid, well, I was eight, and I think my sister was, uh, she was seven years older. So what, she was 12, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so uh, my parents got us for Christmas. She got her a violin and me a guitar. And because uh, I, I was a little jealous little brat, I wanted the violin. So I didn't realize that then that I actually would be able to learn how to play that darn instrument and they gave me lessons and i learned from from nuns nuns taught me how to play and then uh, when i was about uh, 12 or 13 years old the beatles came and that's when i knew i had to play the guitar so it was basically violin and, and guitar now in today's world because of the internet and pro tools and items like that you can uh make yourself sound like you can actually play a lot of instruments that you you don't even touch, you know. So uh, some of what I do is, you know, is made that way. But, yeah, still play the guitar and the violin pretty steadily. Well, so. you are amazing. And you can play piano like there's – like I have never heard anybody play. I mean, you're, you're, you're amazing at that as well. Now, for those well, of you, you – like I met you in Detroit, but you're not actually from Detroit. You're from Canada, right? Right. I was uh, born in a little town uh, – I was actually born in Windsor and raised by Mennonite parents out in the country, out in Leamington, Leamington, and then as a teenager in Kingsville. And so that that's where I came from, that rural area there, you know. And so, I'll uh, never forget the time that we produced probably about three CDs ago, and you got done producing and recording the CD, and you said, Johnny D, I am motivated. I am leaving Michigan in two weeks. And I said, what? And you literally <laughs> packed up everything and moved to Florida. And you've been in Florida for how long now? Uh, let's see, going on um, 15 years, I guess. 15, about 15 years. years. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because I was, I was a, I was a solo musician working in <clears throat> bars in Michigan, excuse me. And um, what happened was I, I started, I, I started out, I was doing six nights a week. You know, I was playing a holiday in six nights a week. 
And then all of a sudden, they, the economy changed and they cut down their entertainment to two nights a week. And I couldn't, I couldn't survive, you know, I couldn't survive. So I knew I had to do, I had to make some kind of change. And the weather, the weather just was just, <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't happy. Every time I'd scrape the windshield, I would get so mad, you know. <laughs> so I, that's what happened. One day I was scraping the windshield and I snapped. I said, that's it. That's it. And I threw the scraper down the ground i said that's it and i w- went back into the house i said i'm going to florida and I, six months later i was there yeah six months later, i was never there. forget that time never ever ever forget that time. Yep. jc matter of fact i don't know if you remember this story but we were uh recording that cd and um now i'm going to take you back a little bit here and sure. that's when technology really start getting good and i'll mm-hmm. never forget that you were living in um like a single wide uh, yes. Uh, uh, manufactured home. Yep. And you had yep. one of your, um, one of the uh, bedrooms was actual the uh, sound. Um, right. Where this, where the singer would, would yeah. be. Right? Yeah. Or, yes. or the spoken word artist. Or the spoken word artist. <laughs> and, and I'll never forget. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but I was recording a story and all of a sudden through my headphones, we heard argument from a man and a woman and a kid screaming in the background because the parents were arguing. I don't know if you remember this. And, 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 yes, I, and, I, and I took off everything and I said, JC, I said, you know, turn off your TV. And you're like, Johnny, I don't have my TV on. I said, well then shut the radio off. You're like, my radio's not on. I'm like, well, I hear people arguing in my earphones and you're like, I hear the same thing. And we could not figure it out. It took us about 30 minutes to realize that it was your neighbors next door that were arguing <laughs> you know, and the microphone was picking up on it. Yes. You know, the walls were thin in those mobile homes. And when I moved to Florida, I got a mobile home again because they were, you know, less expensive and so forth. But I had I had a front room that I was going to use for the sound room and I had lead put in the walls because I, <laughs> I was right on the street and I didn't want to hear traffic. Right. And uh, so I had these two guys come in and they were trying to lift these sheets of lead. And one guy quit. <laughs> he quit when he was doing <laughs> because they were so damn heavy. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, those walls were thin. It's amazing what you <laughs> producers do, huh, Paul, when you, when you uh, have things that you want everything to sound perfect. Oh yeah. Lining walls with foam. <laughs> Lining walls mm-hmm. with lead, putting out walls <laughs> inside walls. <laughs> right. Yeah. JC, you know, I know you as a musician, as a producer, but that is just one part of you that is so intriguing. There's another part of you that you are an amazing author. You have several books. One, um, uh, one of them I know is called uh, One Thing Over. Uh, another one, which is just an amazing, amazing book, and it's The Ghost of Bella uh, Lakeside. Yes. Uh, a Musician's Story is another one. Uh, Dream Speaker. I mean, uh, and, and uh, uh, Love, what is, it, what is it? Love and, love, love love and, and the Wild Side. Side. Yeah, yeah. JC, yeah. what made you go from writing music to writing books? Johnny, I don't know. That was a natural turn of events for me. I just started wanting to sit down at the computer and just type away and type away. And, th- and that turned into stories and it turned into remembering times and changing names to protect the innocent. You know? <laughs> so, and it just, it just came out. And then after this last book, um, it's, that was a couple, that was three or years ago. Now the last ago, one was the ghost of Bella Lakeside, right? Yeah. Bella, the ghost of Bella Lakeside. And since then I've just hit a wall. I haven't written anything until recently, just a few weeks ago, I started to write again. So what, what, what is that book about? For, for those of, you know, the listeners Which right one? now, uh, The Ghost, Ghost of Bella, of Bella Lakeside, because Lakeside, that is a great book. It's about um, a movie star who uh, is from the uh, Leamington, Kingsville areas where he grew up, let's say. And um, he, he gets burned out. He's in his 50s and he gets burned out. And so he wants to go to a bed and breakfast and just get away from it all, completely get away from it all. And uh, so he thinks he's just going to relax, but uh, he runs into a, a ghost 
that is there. And um, but he also it's also a love story because he meets the love of his life in 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 that town, that small little town. And so between that and having encounters with that ghost, that's that's how the story goes. How, what about more. the musicians? story that is another book that i read twice i mean what is that book you know tell me that, about that is that's basically my life but i changed the name to protect the innocent <laughs> <laughs> or i should say to protect the guilty right right yeah yeah that's basically my uh autobiography and i you know change everybody's name in there but it, it tells pretty much the truth about what what i did and that's awesome <laughs> and how can people find your books well, that's a good question because, it, of course, they're online, Amazon and um, you know Barnes and Noble. And uh, there was my publishing company was called Publish America, and something changed in that company. Either they sold the company or they changed their name. I'm not sure, but something has happened there. Now they're called America's Best, and it seems that all of the writers' books, and there are thousands of writers. All of their books are frozen now. So if you try to go online and buy them, the cost is ridiculous. I saw the other day the Ghost of Bell Lakes. I was going for eight hundred bucks. It's like <laughs> what? Are you out of your mind? You know, it's just just crazy stuff. I don't know what's going on. I, I think there are lawsuits probably, you know, planned here and there. I don't know. I haven't got a clue what's happening there. Well, that's awesome. And, and for those, yeah. who, for everybody who's listening, I mean, you have to look up. You know, you can go to jcunger.com and, and look up some of the books and stuff like that, because that's where yeah. where I where I got them. And uh, that was super cool. Um, so you're not just a musician. You're a performer. You're an arranger. You're a father. You're a husband. Let's start with performing. You are still, JC, you are still gigging. Yeah, I'm a full timer. Yeah, you are still gigging, man. You are still yeah. performing, uh, you know, uh, what, three, four, five nights a week? Yep. Three to five. Yeah. Uh, that's why I came to Florida because I knew there would be not just Fridays and Saturdays. There would be every night of the week if you wanted it. And that's exactly the way it has been since I got here. You can find a gig here any night of the week. That is awesome. And yeah, it is awesome. It really is. I mean, as many nights as you can work, you can make, you know, you can make a grand a week if you can work seven nights. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to work that much, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, you know, because yeah. we, we set up and tear down every day. It's not like in Michigan. I, I used to leave my equipment in a bar in Michigan for so long that when I finally moved it, the carpet was white underneath where oh, the equipment was. So, so it was cool. a different color, you know? Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's you're how also, long it would see it. You're also an arranger. Now, for those, I know what that is, but for those people that are listening that don't know what an arranger is, can you explain what an arranger is? I don't know if I can. I mean, it just means that when you put music together, you dynamically build it in certain ways or suppress it in certain ways. You just you just follow your heart with that kind of activity. You know, you you double up on the instruments here and there and you sometimes you single down on instruments here and there and you just you know, you just have to follow uh, your instincts on how to do that, you know. So you basically make something, somebody can take something to you written in, in chicken scratch and you can arrange it to make it sound amazing, basically. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, one thing I've been blessed is be able to play all the instruments. So every track I do, every track I use on my live gigs, I'm a solo artist, basically, and I use a backup to make me sound as though I'm playing with the band, because to me, there's a lot of guys that work here that just play a guitar, but to me, it gets, I start yawning after two songs. You know? Right, like, right. Hey, boy, and that's what people don't insane, realize you know? about you is when you do somebody else's song, you just don't take their track. You actually no. build that music from scratch. Yeah, you can you can buy karaoke tracks, you know, but I don't. I've never bought one, never used one. I, I make my own from scratch, so... And I don't even, you know, I don't even tell people that because it sounds like you're, you know, I'm bragging and it's nothing, you know, right. I just want, all I care about is that they like what I'm doing and that they stick around, you know, Mus and come back again sometime. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Musician, performer, arranger, but you're also a father. Yes. Three kids, all grown up, of course. And, um, my daughter, Julia is, uh, in, uh, Wisconsin, Madison. 
and um, my son Jason is in Michigan, and uh, and and Michael also. My my stepson, my there's my stepsons, right? Jason and, and Michael, and they live in Michigan, and uh, yeah. So uh, and then I've got a stepdaughter, Sabrina, which so, I've met uh, many times, and yep, she is wonderful. Yep. Yes, she's she's doing really well too. She's uh, she's doing good. She's she's doing good. Yeah. So I'm I'm very very happy. Do you have grandbabies yet? I have five, I think. What? No, six. Now that's six, something six, I didn't six, know about you, and, and and I didn't ask you about this because I wanted to be surprised, but I didn't know that you even had grandbabies. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, and recently uh, my daughter brought um, the three of her children to the Thunderbird and stayed at Thunderbird, and then we went swimming. I went, and Grandpa jumped in the pool with the kids, and uh, and I got some coins, and because uh, kids, I don't know if you lo- know this or not, but kids love diving for coins. <laughs> when you so. just said that, I remember throwing quarters in my in my parents' pool. And, yeah. and going and looking for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You you yeah. just took me back a few years now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kids did. I don't think they'd done it before because as soon as I did it, it was like, oh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> the simple things crazy, in life. you know? Yeah. 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 Isn't it though? Yeah. It's, it's just it's the crazy. crazy, simple things. So, yeah. So, yeah. You're also <laughs> a husband to, yes. I will say you have the most amazing wife that I have ever ever personally met in my life. You're, I agree. Yeah. Well, of course you agree. Um, <laughs> but Mary Beth, your wife um, is one of those ladies that she has her own profession. She has her own job. She has her own life, but she still makes time every single day that you perform. She's there. Yep. She's there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something I just can't even believe. I can't even believe it because uh, I know a lot of musicians and uh, their wives will come on a Friday or Saturday, but not every one, not every gig. Right. So, it, and, and after, especially after she does a full work day, she's in sales and that's very stressful sometimes. She's in aluminum sales and, and jeepers, oh man, you know, so I just can't believe it. Like she, I, I tell her, just, don't you just want to stay home and just watch TV and relax and chill? <laughs> you know, she, no, let's go. <laughs> so, well, I just spent so, time and, with and, you uh, a couple months ago and yeah. she was up before both of us making phone calls. She went to work mm-hmm. while we shot a couple of videos. She came yep. home from work, got back on the phone and then went out with us that night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's that, a normal that woman day. Does for, it. That's a normal day for her. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. She's really something, you know, and, and, and my, and my fans, they all love her. You know, in fact, they love her. They just come to see her. They don't come to see me. <laughs> I was just going to ask you now you are in a lot of bars and restaurants in Florida and yeah. your fans are, I was just going to ask you, does Mary Beth sometimes have more fans than you? Yes, Yes, (laughs) because I know, I know for a fact that I sent some friends that were hanging out in Florida for a couple months and they came and saw you guys. And of course, you know, they're like, Oh, JC was great. Oh, his wife was amazing. Oh my God. We hung out with her. She was so much fun. And and, and I mean, everybody that meets your wife, just, they just start smiling. Yeah. So congratulations on, on finding that uh, perfect woman in your life. Oh yeah. She's the inspiration for my songs, you know, my, my, my uh, books, everything. She's just, that's the gal, you know, she's the one. So JC, let's talk music now. Mm -hmm. I have been wanting to ask somebody this question for years and I'm going to ask you something that you may or may not have been asked before. And that is, you play the violin all the time, almost every day. Yeah. What is the difference, my friend? What is the difference between a violin and a fiddle? Uh, I don't know if we have time to explain all this. None. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. There is not a difference between a violin and a fiddle? No. No, they're, they're both. You're plays. crushing it's me, the, my friend. You're crushing me right now. I, well, I thought for sure there was the same. Then the, why, no. then why are they called two different instruments? Well, because it has to do with the style of music played on the instrument. That's all it, that's all it refers to. If you're playing, you know, bluegrass country type stuff, then you're playing a fiddle. 
And if you're playing classical um, or jazz, but let's say, then you're playing a violin. Wow. And, you know, God forbid, like me, you're somewhere in between sometimes, you know, because right. that's, that's when I record the violin. I, I actually made a violin album that I entered in the Grammys um, two years back. Yep, exactly. I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. And um, that was I, I did some fiddle on that album, but then there was some that wasn't classical and that wasn't fiddle. So what the heck is it? You know? Right. And that's one of, one of the reasons I think that I was just uh, totally ignored in that round because uh, they don't know, well, who is this guy? You know, what is this stuff? <laughs> you know, God forbid you do anything new without a record company boosting the heck out of you because you right. won't get anywhere, you know? Well, JC, this is going to be a perfect time because we are going to stop right now and we are going to go to one of your tracks right now and let people hear you play the fiddle, the violin. Okay. Okay. Either one is, they're the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. JC, that was amazing. I mean, you are just so flipping talented, my friend. Who inspired you to play music? Like what bands, what what musicians inspired you? Like I know you said earlier that, you know, mom and dad got got your sister a fiddle or a violin and then you a guitar. I I, I get that. Yeah. But what bands and what um, who inspired you to play music? When I was about 13 years of age, the Beach Boys came out, and I couldn't believe how they sounded. Their harmonies just just infatuated me. I just loved the Beach Boys so much. And I, I have stayed with them over the years. I ride a bike now every other day for exercise, and guess who I listen to? Beach Boys. The Beach you know? Boys. Yeah, I listen to the Beach Boys. I can I can listen to them over and over and over. I never get sick of them, never get tired of them. JC, that and, is so uh, funny you you said that because I think about the last couple months, I've been riding my bike 15 to 20 miles a day or I, oh, yeah. or I run 4 to 5 miles a day just to try to keep in shape and that's when I'm home, not when I'm on the road. But Yeah. I I don't listen to the Beach Boys, but I do listen to Kenny Chesney's No Shoes Radio. And there is just something about beach music that I can listen to over and over and over again. And when I'm having one of those days that I do not want to exercise within Mm -hmm. the first one or two songs, next thing you know, I have been riding my bike for an hour, hour and a half. (laughs) You know what I mean? Walking or running Mm -hmm. longer Mm -hmm. than I would have. There's just something about beach music. So you're absolutely correct. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like I like beach music very much. Um, they call it here. They call it trop rock. Okay. You know? And, and uh, I did um, an album. I did a couple of albums of trop rock music with uh, Jim Lanier, a good friend of mine. He's and, another, uh, another great artist. He is another great artist. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's wonderful. And Jimmy actually... Uh, is a videographer as well. He shot one of my videos. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, trap rock is, is quite popular here. And uh, 
that 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 is exercise music. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very you, much. JC, you've been in this business for how long? What forty years? Longer? Uh, let's see. I'd say uh, I'd say more close, getting close to fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to Did give I you. I was, I, I was trying to give oh you an out, God. JC. I was trying to give you I an out. No, I should have stuck with forty. <laughs> I know. So you've been in the business for fifty years. Have you yeah. ever met anyone famous? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Well, um, back in the day when, <laughs> when I was in my early 20s, I had a, a buddy, good buddy, Richie Vane, and we were still in southern Ontario playing bars, and it was driving us crazy because we knew we were better than this. We got to do something. We got to get out of here. So Richie bought a hearse, <laughs> a Cadillac hearse. And we, he got a custom painted orange, beautiful orange color, kept the black roof. The black roof was still on it. We piled all our junk into that Cadillac hearse, and we drove the Route 66 all the way down to Las Vegas. Wow. And we got to Las Vegas. And he, Richie had made a connection with a lady. He had stayed at a commune in, in, in L.A., or not L.A., but in California somewhere. I don't know how he got there. It's a long story. But anyway, he had met this lady, and her name was Faye McKay. Now, she was probably about his mother's age, maybe a little less. And she played the piano, and she told jokes. And she was working at a very nice lounge in the Sands Hotel in Las Vegas. And the way she got the gig was she was discovered by Liberace. You know who Liberace was, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Everybody knows who Liberace yeah. is. So apparently she says to Richie, I'll let you guys stay at my house for three weeks until you get your feet in the ground and get a, get started here in Las Vegas. So we, we got free room and board for three weeks with Faye McKay. That's and you cool. can find Faye McKay on the internet. You can find her on um, YouTube. She does one specific thing that's absolutely hilarious. It's called The 12 Days of Christmas, D-A-Z-E. Okay. And she starts with one drink, you know, on the first day of Christmas, I had a buddy, Mary, you know. And by the time she's she's around to eight or nine, she is just hilariously drunk. She's completely drunk and she keeps going. And finally, she's even going, uh, 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 she's not even singing anymore. Do you think, it, do you so think that, that was real? Funny. No, no, she oh, didn't drink. Okay. Okay. She, didn't, she, was, she was just doing comedy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but, but the really... You know, one week we're in on Southern Ontario with nothing, 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 nothing going on. You know, two, like two weeks later, here we are in the home of this wonderful entertainer in Las Vegas. She's on the phone in the kitchen with somebody and I'm sitting there having a coffee and she's laughing. Oh, Lee, oh, Lee, you're, oh, Lee, you're so funny. Oh, Lee. She hangs up and I go, so who's Lee? She goes, Lee. Liberace. <laughs> She's wow. on the phone with Liberace. And I'm sitting there at this table and I'm thinking, you know, two weeks ago, I was just sitting there in this southern Ontario town just dying. And now I'm in Las Vegas and there's a lady talking to Liberace on the phone. What's going on? You know, driving in a hearse. <laughs> On top driving, of that. In a, driving in a orange hearse with a black roof. JC, oh, we I had was a just good thinking, time. so you, 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 did, you did that, but you also, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you say that you played in the Canadian orchestra? I did for a little while. I did play in an orchestra. That's crazy in, uh, to me. So what, what yep. instrument did you play in the orchestra? I played violin, played violin. Wow. And uh, it, it was a combination of age. It was a totally, it wasn't like one age group or anything. It was a whole, whole mixture. And the guy next to me was 83 playing the violin. Wow. And you were young and at I'm, that point, right? Yeah, I was, oh man, I, I think I was, uh, I probably was 10. I think wow. I was 10 or 11. Yeah. I wasn't very good, you know, but this, this, this gentleman next to me, he was an inspiration because he had such a sweet tone and nice vibrato. You know, it was nice. It was nice to be around people like that and make sound that that orchestra made. It was nice. JC, yeah. let me ask you, do you have the same fiddle, the same violin that you have had for years? Um, no, you, no. So you've had I've the had, same one or different ones? I've I've had uh, different ones over the years. Yeah. Okay. One thing or another has happened to them. Sometimes they become, a, the glue goes bad after, after a while, you know, they don't last. 
So yeah, I've had the one I've got right now. I've had about ten years, and it's it was used when I got it. So there's no telling exactly how old it is, but it sounds like an old violin. It has a beautiful tone, a really nice tone. I really like it. Do you but, have nicknames you know, for them? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But uh, you know, these instruments they take a beating when we play here in Florida because we're always playing outside in tremendous humidity. So I mean. <laughs> I have to tune my instruments literally after every couple songs. I I got to check tuning because it drives me crazy to play out of tune. I can't do it. It just drives me. My ears, my ears just want to kill me. You know. Not so. only that, but the sand. I mean, when 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 it's a little windy. I mean, because you play on the beaches, so doesn't yep. the sand really have a lot yes. to do with that as well? Like tearing up your equipment. Yes, yes. And, it does. And, That's one and of the, the salt water. Yeah. Yep, the salty air. Yep, the salty air and the very fine sand when the wind whips it up. Yeah, it it does it does cause problems. And you know, we our equipment we go through we go through mixers and speakers, <laughs> so we have to get new ones. You know, so after a couple three years, you have to ready you're ready to get new stuff. You know, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> JC, if you could play, if you could play with any one person or any band for Beach one boys. hour <laughs> Beach boys. on stage in front of a live crowd. Beach Boys, Beach Boys. It would be the Beach Boys, huh? Yeah, yes, it would. It what, would. Okay, so, and, so love, what would be the opening song if you got to play with the Beach Boys? I mean, let's just say that the Beach Boys are listening to the Outstanding Life podcast right now. I got JC on the phone. And JC's ultimate dream goal would be to play with the Beach Boys for a couple songs on stage. What would that first song be? Well, um, that would be up to them. It wouldn't matter to me because I would be able to jump up and they, all they'd have to do is tell me, sing the alto, sing the soprano, sing the you know tenor notes. And I would grab it and I'd do it because I know their stuff so well. I wow. really know it very well. Yeah. JC, you've been playing yeah. music, just like you said, for 50 years. Have you ever had a real job? When, <laughs> besides, hey, listen, besides music. Hey, hey, have, hey, wait, wait. What defines a real job here? <laughs> I know, I'm still, I, I, listen, I haven't worked in like, I think, 20 years now, right? Because everybody's like, yeah, a real job not doing music, you know JC. I don't want a real job. <laughs> I like my job. I don't want a real job. <laughs> I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, and let's see. Uh, well, I, I worked at Home Depot. Um, and um, I, I I went in for the job. This is when Michigan went down to two nights a week entertaining, and I had to do something. Okay. So I go to Home Depot. I go into Home Depot, and I apply for the job. And I didn't, you know, my dad was a carpenter, but I didn't know anything about anything because all I knew was music. So the guys ask, you know, giving me the interview and everything. So finally he says, so um, what makes you think that uh, you're the right uh, thing for, uh, for our uh, place here? What do you think? I said, well, my dad was a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the freaking job. Oh, I got whoa. the job. Yeah, I got the job. And, and I was where they put me in hardware. So I had to go all through hardware and look at all this little stuff. And this, because if people ask me, where's this and that, where's it? You have to be able to tell them where stuff is. Right. Know? So what do I do? So people are saying, uh, excuse me, but where are the bobble bars? And I would go, uh, hold on one second. And I would find <laughs> somebody else that worked in that department. And I'd say, where are the blah, blah, blahs? And I'd come back and tell the person, you know, if they were still standing there waiting. And I somehow I got away with it. I, I lasted two months. But I was just going to ask you, how long was it? So two months yeah. is not a long time. That's only like no, four or five paychecks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and, was, uh, was that your only real job was Home Depot? All these years? Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the other. Oh, I tried. I was playing in a, a bar in Riverview. I think it's Riverview. Um, anyway, the lady said, you know, we have an opening for a wait staff if you're interested. So here I am. I'm playing at this bar and I'm working as a waiter at, at lunchtime. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about service people, but they have to do three or four things at one time. Yeah, I've, I've just, definitely you, done my time at serving tables. Yes. Okay. So, you know, 
you you just have to be able to do three, four things at one time. Yeah. So uh, I'm working the lunch shift, which means people come in and they need their lunch now and they need to get out and go back to work. So <laughs> I was not very good. So this guy and his wife sitting there and I'm waiting on him and he says, uh, uh, yeah, we just came in here from Kentucky and uh, we need uh, two Osties. And I'm thinking, geez, oh, man, I don't even know if we have, you know, Osties, that like champagne, you know, <laughs> that, that it's in a little bottle, comes in little bottles. So, uh, you know, on top of everything else, asking me, hey, bring me the water. You know, bring me the water. You know, it's my food. Where's my food? And I'm walking, you know, where's my check? You know, no, 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 no. So I have to go down the basement to find these Osties. So I'm looking. I find them. Finally find them. I bring them back upstairs and I set them down on the table in front of them. And the guy goes. No, no, we want ice tea, ice tea, <laughs> ice tea. That's what they, not ice You were thinking about Asti, like, 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 like the uh, yeah. champagne, right? Yes. Yes. That yeah. That's funny. So was that your last day? Uh, I can't remember if that was my last day, but it was close to being the last day. Yeah. How many CDs uh, do you have now? Um, I probably have uh, a, a dozen. Okay. Um, yeah. Over the last, over the last 20 years, a dozen or so. And you can yeah, find those maybe. again at jcunger.com. JC, one, yeah, of, one of the CDs that I want to talk about, um, there are several that have, that, that have inspired me over the years, but one CD that I love to listen to, and it is Christmas old is new again. It's on oh, yeah. Pandora has over yeah. 400,000 spins. Now that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, you're a Grammy considered, you know, artist, you're a Grammy considered producer, arranger. I mean, but then you're on Pandora for a Christmas CD. Now yeah. one, that's pretty cool. You're almost at a half million. This, this Christmas will probably put you over the half million part, but why Christmas old is new again. I, I mean, well, I, I couldn't uh... wait to ask you that. I mean, because Christmas is Christmas. I mean, Christmas has been around forever. So you have the title of it is Christmas old is new again. Yeah. I uh, wanted to make a Christmas album. I really did. And, but if you use songs that are recent in the last, you know, so let's say the last 25, 30 years within that period of time, then you're going to have to pay a royalty rate and you're going to have to fill out papers and blah, 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 blah. So what I tried to do is I tried to find royalty free, songs that i could take that i still liked actually songs i grew up with as a little kid you know and that i could modernize you know put some hip uh rhythms hip maybe even a hip-hop feel to some of the stuff and bring it up to date and not have to pay any of that royalty stuff so that's what i did and you know, i picked you know jingle bells and whatever i can't even think of yeah that. no in the cds of is just amazing. And so I, I didn't realize that that's why you Thank named you. it Christmas old is new again, because all you did yeah. was take the royalty free stuff and you'd put them out yeah. and twist to it. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. those of you that are so. listening right now, again, you can, it's called Christmas old is new again. You can find it on Pandora. So make sure you on check Pandora. it out. JC, yeah. another one that is so inspiring to me is called the title is wedding walk. And it has such a great story but why did you write The Wedding Walk? When I wrote the song, it, it wasn't called Wedding Walk. It was a song I wrote when my father passed away. And I, it didn't even have a really? name then. I don't. Yeah, yeah. And then my daughter grew up and she said she was going to get married. She said, Dad, I want to use that song as, as my wedding song. I said, okay. So um, I, I did a recording of it. Uh, made a recording, a little bit different recording of it, but everything basically was the same. And then I called it the wedding walk. And um, it was nice to have that for my daughter's wedding. But then years later, when I got married to Mary Beth, we used the same song for us. Wow. So, so it went from a writing it for a funeral. Yes. To two weddings. Two weddings. Let's yeah. talk just for a minute. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here, but let's talk about, and those of you that are, li again, listening, make sure you check out, there is an amazing video on his website, jcunger.com. It's called Wedding Walk. And you proposed to Mary Beth in such mm -hmm. a cool 
way. And I don't even know the story, so I'm going to be kind of surprised here as well. How did that all come up? Did you do that? Did you plan that all by yourself? And how did you make it all? like? Because timing was everything for that. There was a lot of timing involved. I I was actually having uh, lunch. I think I was having lunch with my daughter. And uh, I said, you know, I was I was going to take uh, Mary Beth to, to dinner and and propose to her, and and my daughter said, oh, Dad, you got to use more imagination than that. <laughs> <laughs> so that made me think, okay, well, all right, all right. And then I saw a, the the plane here. There's always a plane going down the beach pulling banners. That's just a common thing here. Yep. And uh, I saw that, and I thought, yeah, I wonder what that is, you know. So uh, I found out. And uh, on the banner, it says, uh, Mary Beth, I love you. Will you marry me, JC? I like how you put the uh, name at the end, just to make sure that there was not another Mary Beth walking (laughs) down the beach with somebody. (laughs) Yeah. And Mary Beth and I would go to the beach, you know, every once in a while and walk and have lunch and and sit in the sand and just talk and stuff. So I, I had to get her there because I knew that that plane was coming at a certain time. Right. So I had to, you know, make sure I could get it. So I said, you know, let's go down to the beach. And she didn't give me any trouble. Thank God. So we were, we're sitting there, you know, we're, we're sitting there on the beach and, and uh, all of a sudden this plane starts coming over and I'm going, Oh oh my God, look at, I can't believe this. This is such a coincidence. Can you believe it? And she goes, what? And she looks around and she sees, and she's reading it. And then she looks at me, and she looks back at the sign again. All of a sudden, she starts, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And for the next two hours, it was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You captured that, though. You captured that on video. How did you How did, now, How did did you capture it on video without her knowing that that was happening? I mean, because okay, so, so, so now you have the plane. Now yeah. you have, you know, you're proposing to her, and you got a camera there. We had to fake. I had to fake that one too because our good friends, uh, Craig and Charlotte, uh, I said I told them all about what I was going to, what my plans were. So they they timed it to show up, and here they come walk, and I go, "Damn, that looks like Craig and Charlotte." <laughs> and Craig was wearing something that he didn't normally wear, and Mary Beth says, "Oh." I don't think so. I think I think she's with somebody else. <laughs> and I said, no, no, that, that, they get closer. No, yeah, that's Craig and Charlotte. And and uh, and I had a camera with me, you know. And so it's like we're acting like, oh my God, what a coincidence! We bump into you guys here, you know. So then the plane flies over, and I quickly hand Craig the, the camera. Wow! And I had it all ready to go. And uh, he starts filming. He filmed that. that so <laughs> Again, if you're listening, go to jcunger.com. Watch the video. It's called Wedding Walk. It is literally, yeah. it's so emotional, so cool. It's one of those videos, and it's one of those songs, though, that it has spoke to me for years. And I think I told you this a couple of days ago. That is one of the mm-hmm. songs that have inspired me over the years. And I never looked at it as a wedding song. I never looked at it as a funeral song. I looked at it as every time I heard it, I would just put myself in the song. And in the song, I was a cowboy walking in an old town. Hmm. And it was it's one of those songs that speak to me. You have another one called Guitars and Violins. What yes. inspired you to do that? Boy, I don't know. I don't remember, but a good friend of ours just loves that song. And uh, she just, it seems as though she almost, she she sits with us, you know, uh, with Mary Beth when I'm performing. And um, she she just almost brings her to tears when I do that song. She just, something about it she just really likes. And I really like it too. I mean, I don't know where, where that one came from. That's a little bit deeper than a lot of the stuff that I write, so. Well, JC, we are going to stop for a second and we are going to let the listeners listen to about 15, 30 seconds of that song, Guitars and Violins, that you again can listen to at jcunger.com.
What an amazing, amazing song. Again, that was guitars and violins. JC, you had another one called Something About the Way. Mm-hmm. What's the story on that one? Now, that uh, the lyrics for that were by uh, the girl that has been doing my lyrics for, I'm just going to say, the last 20 years. Uh, her name is Melody Cox, and she's actually from Southfield, Michigan. Okay, and not she far writes, from me. <clears throat> right. And she writes such good lyrics that all I have to do is start reading the lyrics, and song the song just p- comes out of the lyric. And uh, that particular song, Something About the Way, would be perfect for James Taylor. And, uh, you know, I would I would gladly try to get the song to him. But first of all, he doesn't need songs because he's a brilliant writer himself. And secondly, there's probably hundreds of people in line already trying to get songs to him. So uh, I can hope for the best, but uh, it really does sound like a James Taylor kind of a song. So James Taylor, if you're listening right now to the Outstanding Life podcast, make sure you check out jcunger.com, something about the way. Now, JC, you also do another show. You're not just a single guy playing music in Florida. You also do a show with a really good friend of yours, a really talented man. And the show is called Buffett Meets Sinatra. How in the heck did you and Dale ever come up with Buffett Meets Sinatra? You know, um, we were working, I was working in Michigan, and uh, this was like 30 years ago, and, and living there, raising my kids, and this guy would come and spray our lawn every week. And uh, his name was Dale. And he, did, he didn't wear a shirt. He wore boots <laughs> and pants. <laughs> and he wouldn't wear a shirt. And we just started talking. And he, he had a lawn care business, but he loved to sing. And he sang Sinatra-style music and Dean Martin and things like that. And we just became really good friends over the years, but we never, ever thought of working together because our styles were so different. You know, right, I was doing right. pop and rock and roll and he was doing, you know, Sinatra. So years passed and let's, let's jump ahead. And um, we uh, I was working in a, in Dearborn uh, at a place called the Dearborn Tavern. And I asked Dale, just, just stop in and sing a couple of songs with me, you know. and so. He he came and he sang, and um, the the owner of the place says, uh, "I'd like to have you guys here uh, on Mondays." And so we couldn't believe it. Mondays, a Monday in Michigan, working on a bar on Monday. <laughs> and he said, "I said great." And he said, "Well, I'm going to put it on our website. What do you call your net? What do you call your act?" And I'm thinking, "We don't have a name. We're not an act, you know." Right. But the, this word came out of my mouth. When Buffett meets Sinatra, that was that was what came out of my mouth. He goes, "Great, okay, fine." And you know, a month later, there were people lined up outside the door. I and I remember going and watching you guys perform. And you're right; it was packed every yeah. single time you guys played. Yep, yep. And and that was right around the time then when I snapped and wanted to go to Florida. And Dale said, "Yeah, I'll go too." You know, so we decided <laughs> to take the act and try to go to Florida. And that's what that's how we got here. Wow. We went and yeah, we came here for three weeks. We had three weeks of rent you know, that we could afford. And uh, we just went knocking door to door, looking for people interested in us. And it was the third week before somebody said, well, I want you guys. Wow. And that's cool. And that's how we got here. That's how we got here. So we are very, very blessed that way. You know, JC, you are a, again, a talented author. You're a talented musician, producer. I get all that, but you know, we all need an out from what we do every single day. Even though you have a passion for music, you love music. There are things that you have to do to get away from that. Your one thing that I found out was you love flying your drone. Oh, yes. You took that up because you actually used it in two of my videos. Yes. Yes. How and did I, that I even have, happen? I actually have a website for just that, and it's called uh, – just it rhymes with et phones home it's jc drones homes (laughs) (laughs) i love that so if you're in florida you're looking for you know a guy what jc you work with like real estate offices you work with tree companies you work with anybody you will put an advertisement together using your your video cameras and your drone 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can make an ad for you. Yep. Yep. And, yep. and even the music's yep. original. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I use the, use the own, my own soundtrack. So, uh, yeah, they don't have any royalties for that. So, so how did that <laughs> yeah. ever happen? Were you just like one day you were, I, you were bored, you had a couple extra bucks in your pocket and you decided, Hey, listen, I'm going to go ahead and buy one of these. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I, I was online and I saw what a drone camera can do and what it looks like. It looks so awesome. As you know, you've seen drone drone videos of the flying over the earth. It's just yeah. unbelievably I, well, nice. Paul, the uh, the producer here, that's uh, Paul, you actually do the same thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So for fun, he actually does the same thing, JC. So I don't. is it like one of these producer type things, engineer type things that you guys have to have a drone? I guess so. It's just another way. <laughs> yes, it is. It very, it very much is because it, you know it wasn't as popular as it is. You look now, and I mean, you see it every day. Oh, it's more time. accessible than ever, too, though. And and some of the drones now are crazy, just crazy. Oh yeah, and they're so easy to fly compared to what they used to do. <laughs> Have you seen that one that just goes down into the water and back out of the water? Yes. I, I oh yeah, that one. That oh my god. So they're, they're coming out. I just heard two or three days ago, I heard that they were coming out with a selfie drone that will literally, it's a little, little drone from your phone and you'll be able to do selfies with it instead of a selfie stick. Yeah. I've seen that. I've actually <laughs> seen that on, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Seen, yeah. Yeah. It is because you just, it doesn't matter where you go. It follows you. <laughs> yeah. I think one of yeah. my, uh, my favorite companies that makes them, they have a, a little one. It's about the size of your hand. And if you gesture the 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 like the film yeah. like, with your hands with it or you like push it away or come back with just your hands it actually will do that when you do the picture yeah. it'll count down three seconds and then take a selfie of you really group. oh yeah it's crazy you guys oh, are pretty cool crazy. then with this whole technology thing because i have no idea about any of that i mean i just learned how to put <laughs> i learned how to put all my podcasts on dropbox i mean that that that's where i am now with with technology so thank you to jc and paul for helping me get a little bit more educated when it comes to technology oh we'll get you there <laughs> <laughs> jc um Again, if you're in the Florida area and you can actually go to, again, to jcunger.com and see some of the cool videos that you have done for other people. What is that website again, just for the drone? It's JC Drones Home, J-C-D-R-O-N-E-Z-H-O-M-E-S.com, jcdroneshomes.com. JC, yeah. do you do you write music and songs for other people? people or maybe even like jingles. Like if I said, JC, listen, man, this is what I have in my mind. Can you help me write lyrics and put the music to those lyrics? Have you done that with people? Lyrics is not my forte. That's why I have uh, Melody Cox. I'm so happy that she writes those lyrics for me because she's gifted in that. But I just did, never had the gift for lyrics. I try. I, my lyrics are like, hey, go, baby. Hey, you know, it's like. <laughs> well, wait a second. Wait a second. That That's actually won you a, a trip to um, Hawaii, I believe. A real simple jingle back in the day actually got you a trip to Hawaii. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So uh, don't ever there's... say that a simple jingle <laughs> that just says, hey, go, baby, go. It doesn't work because sometimes well, those are the ones that actually works because it paid for you to go to Hawaii. I know, but listen to this lyric, okay? <laughs> the, the radio station was out of Detroit. I think they're 96.3 if I got the right uh, number. And uh, it was Bud Light. It was a Bud Light contest. And the, and the rules were you had to have 96.3 and Bud Light in the lyrics of the song. And so... Uh, so I wrote a song, and the chorus was 96.3, Bud Light, 96.3, Bud Light. <laughs> That's all I wrote. So, And I couldn't believe I won the contest, you know? Well, I <laughs> And was, by the way, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I go, we go to... We go to Waikiki, right? And right. I'm thinking, hey, I, I'm a big shot. I want a contest. You know, I'm a big shot. <laughs> and I go up to the girl at the hotel, you know, the Sheraton there in Waikiki, I go, yeah, I'm a contest winner. You know, I won the 96.3 Bud Light contest. And she looks like bored out of her mind. She goes, yes, sir. The hotel is full of contest winners tonight. <laughs> it's like, 
it was one of those things where all these contests were all there at the same time. Oh, that's funny. You know? Well, I will say I just got a phone call or I, well, it wasn't a phone call. It was a text message twice, uh, two weeks ago. And you back in the day, you know, that my daughter was a figure skater and you used to put a lot of her music together. Cause I was one of those dads because I knew you, I would be like, I'm not going to let my daughter skate to somebody else's music. She's going to have original music. And you did a lot of her music for figure skating. Well, just two weeks ago, I get this text message going, Hey, do you remember that track that you did? You know, and back then there were tapes, they weren't CDs. They weren't, you know, digital, they were tapes. And I was just like, no, I don't have that. I, so that's another thing that you do. So if you're listening to this and you have kids that, that you want original music, you will do that for them. Yes, of course. Yes. So no and, and you're amazing. And, 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 and again, it's original. It sounds great. Um, JC, I know that you love to give back and, and, and a way that you like to give back is not so much by money, but you give back in the big brother, big sister program. Is that right? You have a little brother. <laughs> Yes, I do, Raymond. Yep, my little brother. Yep, we spend, uh, you know, so many hours a a month together and uh, we shoot pool or play ping pong or swim or go and have something to eat or, you know, play games and whatever, you know, and we have a good good time together. JC, me and you just talked about this um, uh, a couple days ago and we said, you know, it's amazing how you can spend time with somebody. Time. Mm -hmm. T-I- M E. Yes, sir. It doesn't have anything to do with money. No. And you can just change and help somebody and mold somebody's life by just spending time with them. And you said to me, you said, Johnny, I'm only allowed to spend $25 a visit with him. And and I was like, well, it doesn't, I mean, you could do nothing, spend no money and get something out of that. I remember back in the day when, when, when I was a struggling artist, doing things with my daughter. And, you know, it was, it took a lot of time for me to realize that it doesn't cost money to change somebody's life, to be with somebody, to spend time with somebody, to go for a walk with somebody, to take a photo with somebody. Exactly. So exactly. thank you for, for doing that. Cause you've been doing that for, uh, for a while now. Just finished a third, a third year. Yeah. Yes. That's so awesome. JC, I was telling Paul when we were setting up and, and we were a little late doing this, but I was telling Paul a funny story that back in the day, I did my very first um, telephone call on a radio station. Now, back in the day, we didn't have cell phones. We had um, we had pay phones. And I looked at Paul. I said, you know what a pay phone is? And he started <laughs> laughing at me. So I remember, I well, remember. I came from an era where it was still in the school. So when you had to call home, <laughs> you know, you had to do the, uh, the, the collect call and go, uh, what's your name? Hey, mom, I'm done from school. Pick me up. So that would be the message. So you could try to do it free. I love that. Well, I remember, I remember I had millions of listeners on the radio and I would call in and do like a motivational Monday, motivational Tuesday, well, whatever day it was. I remember I was in Florida, JC, and I remember being on the phone call and I put in like, you know, a dollar 50 and I thought I'd have enough time. Well, all of a sudden the operator came in while we were live on the radio and it said, please deposit 25 cents. <laughs> so I was like, man, I was out by the pool. You know what I mean? I was having an adult beverage. <laughs> and so I put another quarter in, then it kept going a little bit longer. Please deposit 50 cents. And I was like looking at people going, give me a quarter, give me a quarter. Do you have any funny story through all the years of you performing that just rings a bell that you're like, wow, that was one of those embarrassing moments or funny moments. I mean, you've worked in a lot of bars and stuff like that. Remember that this is a PG 13 show, but do you have any of those moments that you're like, Oh boy, maybe you had your, you're on stage. I'd go to the bathroom. I don't know, but I'm kind of putting you on the spot to end this podcast with something funny. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I was, I was in, you know, how I was in Vegas. Remember I was talking about being in Vegas. Yep. And by this time we had a trio and, uh, we were, uh, Oh, that wasn't in Vegas. We started in Vegas, but this was actually, I think in Minneapolis. Anyway, 
we're, we're down the street from uh, a medical facility. So there's a lot of medical people in our audience. So we were wearing nice white suits and I was going to play the violin. And when I played the violin, I always stepped out in front of the band and uh, there was, there was a couple sitting right in the table, right in front of me. And as I'm playing the violin, they're writing something down on a notepad and uh, they hand it to the keyboard player and he starts laughing. And I could see out of the corner of my eye as I'm playing the violin, I could see him laughing. I'm thinking, what the hell did they give him? And then he hands the note to the drummer, Richie, and Richie's cracking up so hard he can hardly keep the beat, you know. <laughs> so I guess I finished playing. I go back and Richie <laughs> gives me the note and the note says, do you know how to play, quote, your fly is open? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because I was just thinking to myself, and Paul, you might be thinking the, the exact same thing. They roll up, they're playing in front of a bunch of medical people, and they show up in a hearse. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, wait yeah. a second, this isn't even right. This is funny. Well, JC, yeah. I can't even thank you for coming on the show. Again, this is Johnny D., uh, this is the Outstanding Life Podcast with my producer, Mr. J.C. Unger, and you can find him at www.jcunger.com. Check him out. And again, this is Johnny D., the Motivational Cowboy, telling you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. And remember, now you can find Outstanding Life Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Remember, it's all free. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studio production.